2: Block talk radio
0: it doesn't help matters when primetime tv has murphy brown i know it's not fashionable to talk about
3: Welcome to Rungren Radio. My name is Doug, and I'll be your host for this very special two-hour live edition with special guest Michelle Rungren. The lead-off song tonight was Family Values from the album The Individualist by TRI, also known as Todd Rundgren. And we're going to find out tonight what that song means to our special guest Michelle Rungren later on. RungrenRadio.com and TR Connection. We got together and ran a contest this week to see if anyone could guess the lead-off song for tonight. And although there were some great guesses, no one picked the right song. That's all right, though, because we're still going to have a winner tonight. Based on some of the people who guessed some of the other, th- other songs that were considered, we had a few people qualify, so I'm going to draw a name from a hat to determine the winner. Let's see. We've got contestants include. We have four of them. G. Nordenstam and ISI both picked Happy Anniversary. Abner picked Can't Stop Running. And Lou picked Fix Your Gaze. These songs are all under consideration. We'll be talking about those later on tonight. So let's draw a name. The winner is Lou. Lou will be getting a cookbook, Give Them Love, Give Them Bread. This is the cookbook that some Todd fans put together, and Todd and Michelle were included in this. They did some recipes in here. We're going to talk about that a little later on in the show. So you'll hear more about that, but congratulations to Lou. Wanted to tell you about Todd's current tour on the West Coast. Starting soon, 9-7, September the 7th, Santa Cruz, California. Oh, 990s could be in Ventura, 910, Anaheim, 911, San Diego, 913, San Francisco, 917 is a big one in Las Vegas. It's got a lot of people from TR Connection going to that show. That should be a really good one. Check it out if you're in that area or want to go over there and see a show and do a little gambling. Nine, that was 914, excuse me. I said 917, it's 914. My penmanship is not very good. 915, Bellingham, Washington, and 918, Eugene, Oregon. That's going to be a special show because the next night we're going to have special guest Shandy on the 19th, and she's going to tell us about that show because she's going to get to go to it. So that will be a good one. Check it out. We'll talk about it later. On 919, Portland, Oregon, 921, Crystal Bay, Nevada, and 923, West Hollywood, California, and that's it. 9.24, I'm assuming he's going to head back to Hawaii to see his lovely wife, Michelle, who we're going to be talking to a lot tonight on this two-hour live special. Before we get into some conversation with Michelle, I want to go over a few things, talk about a couple sites, and things I thought you might be interested in. we got a special deal from trbazaar.com tonight going. For the next week, if you mention Rundgren Radio, when you purchase something off trbazaar.com, they will give you 10% off. Just mention it in your payment, and he will rebate you after you have paid. And then you will get whatever product you get. TR Bazaar has a lot of nice, unique items. A lot of Topia stuff. They have Todd stuff. Other musicians that are in Todd's network. You name it. They got some pretty rare stuff. A uh, good example. I was looking for the Wasp LP by Sean Casty that Todd produced, and was able to get that from Scott over at TR Bazaar. So lots of good stuff there. If you haven't checked it out, let me tell you about the next two radio shows. We've got Alec Razor next week. And that is going to be Wednesday night as well. That's going to start at 7 central time, though, an hour earlier. So be sure to listen to him. If you haven't already, on his MySpace page, it's A-L-E-C-O, I mean R-O-E-S-E-R. So it sounds like, it, sounds like, uh, or it looks like it would be Roser, but it's actually Razor. I found that out today. So uh, he's got some really good stuff that sounds a lot like Todd. Todd is one of his influences, and it's going to be a really good time talking to him next week. And then, of course, the week after that is Shandy, as we discussed. And if you are going to any of these trips to go see Todd on the West Coast, check out a site I found, locateitpages.com. they got a lot of information about different places, and you can get around and find out where you're going and that type of thing if you're traveling to see these shows, which I would highly encourage you to do if you got the time. Also, let's talk about Bill Bricker real quick. We had him on last week, and he's done well with some donations since the show so keep that coming if you're uh, thinking about that and haven't done that yet he's doing the 40th anniversary trying to put in an ad for rolling stones magazine's 40th anniversary a tribute ad for todd so we talked about that plenty last week so we're not going to go on that too much anymore but i do have one final comment for you on that subject just throw money throw
4: money throw money
3: All right, so let's talk about when to call in tonight. We're going to let you call in and talk to Michelle if you like. Let's wait a little while because we're going to talk for probably a good 30 minutes or so, but I will give you a cue so you'll know when to call in. The number is 646-716-9262, and I will let you know when a good time to call is so you don't have to be on hold for a long time, which uh, would be inconvenient for you. So when you call in, uh, you'll know you're on air when I announce your area code, and you can ask Michelle a question. So we're also adding some new things to the show tonight. We've got two bathroom breaks we're going to take, bio breaks as I call them, in honor of Dustin 29 and uh, Darlene who asked us to do these, Darnell, excuse me, who asked us to do these on the TR Connection because two hours is a pretty long time. So when we do that, we'll play some music. We've got some good songs. We're going to talk about those songs before we play them and uh, find out what Michelle thinks about them. And hopefully you'll enjoy those. So without further ado, we're going to bring Michelle on and see how she is doing over there in lovely Paradise, Hawaii. Michelle, how are you doing?
4: Oh, good. I was multitasking. I was on the phone with Western Union trying to pay the container guy.
3: <laughs> Western Union, sending money while you're trying to be on a radio show. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm so sorry. And, of
4: course, customer service came on right when you said, how are you doing, Michelle? <laughs> I was like, oh. now you know, i Did to put it. on hold for a little while? No, I, put, I told her I'd have to call her back. Oh, well. Right. Hey, I want to know something. Did you really have a hat when you pulled that out? I did. Name out?
3: I've got a you really had a hat? I actually made four names. I wanted to be honest on this deal. Yes, sir.
4: Okay. What, what was the baseball cap? Whose team?
3: Uh, It's actually from a charity golf tournament. It's an old hat.
4: Okay, old that's
3: school. right. Yeah, I just saw it on my shelf and thought, you know what? I am really am going to draw a name from a hat. Why not? <laughs> that was good. But, hey, I want to tell you, before we get started, I want to mention that I really, really enjoy watching you On the nearly human video from Japan, Uh,
4: you remember that, right? Oh yeah, that's you know that was uh, one of the highlights of my life. It was such great music to sing and a fun time and working on the record. Yep, it was pretty cool.
3: Well, I got to ask you this: Can you uh, still fit in that outfit you had on for that show? (laughs) No way. (laughs) That
4: was uh, BC before children. Thank you, Reba. Reba actually. Reebok went to the store and got me some Diet Cokes. So I could uh, could do the radio show with my drug of choice.
3: There you go. You'll you will appreciate those bathroom breaks, then. I know. <laughs> oh, yeah, wow, well, I
4: have such a good son. He even brought up a glass of ice with a straw in it.
3: He's <laughs> trying to do some YouTube tricks for you tonight.
4: <laughs> no, he just. He, he, I won't say what you just did to me now.
3: <laughs> uh oh. Uh oh going to cause us some trouble. I can smell it already, I can tell. I
4: know, I know. <laughs> Thank you. Well,
3: you know, back in the early 90s when y'all were doing that video, you were a, I guess a rock star touring and now here we are today and I understand you are a working on a musical about being a soccer mom.
4: Yeah, I yeah, I traded in my uh, rock star status for just plain old mom. <laughs> so yeah, my girlfriend and I, in fact, uh, about an hour after we finished this interview, uh, we're all gathering here at my house to have a first reading of uh, our musical. It was called Jihad the Musical, but then um, one of the fans, Janet, sent Todd an email saying, uh-oh, it's already taken, and I really appreciate that because uh, I got to check out, somebody else beat me to it, Jihad the Musical, but it's a diff- sort of a different theme Ours is about two soccer moms who decide the only way to save the world is to dismantle organized religion in between carpools and uh cake bake sales.
3: I'd <laughs> be interested what their plan is to do that. <laughs>
4: that
3: be good. So this is where you're gonna be uh performing this show. Are you gonna be in it or are you just scoring it? How you doing?
4: Um, I'll probably direct it because I wanna have that much control over it. So, um, one of the parts is written after we patterned them after each other. My my writing partner Deborah is a, a a Catholic turned to atheist, and I'm a Christian turned Buddhist humanist. So we sort of wrote our own parts, and then other you know factions around us, other you know real people to the far left and people to the far right, and so we'll see. We'll do a workshop here on Kauai to see how it looks, and then tweak it some more. So it's going
3: to have several different mixes in it, I guess, of different religions. And
4: oh, yeah. You'll be addressing oh, yeah. them
3: all. Yep. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Sounds good. You also did a comedy routine, I know. I've got the video. I've watched it. <laughs> Very good. So you've gone from nearly human, etc., to comedy, and now we're going to do a musical. Are you going to do the comedy anymore?
4: Um, I, I sort of do it on the island. I MC. Oh gosh, probably 25 to 50 benefit events here on the island, and I always write a little, a bunch of stuff for the MCs. But I don't think I'm going to take it out on the road anymore. Uh, the one promise that I, I have to Todd is that whatever project I do, it can't lose money. And touring is really expensive. And oddly enough, even though I think I succeeded with my material and making people laugh, it's not nearly as much fun as singing. It it doesn't even come close. With comedy, you you know you can fail every thirty seconds, and with music, even if the audience doesn't like the song you're singing, it gives you such joy to just open your mouth and just let your soul pour out sound. It's it, there's nothing that compares with it. Dance and singing are the the two, you know, real. Ugh, it just fills your soul. Comedy so, scares your soul. So when are you gonna go back out and do a little singing? Well, I was here on the island until all the clubs shut down here. So now my project for the past year and a half has been to try to open a dinner theater nightclub so that I have a venue to you know, bring music to the island, to you know, exploit positively music that already exists here and also perform myself. And it's very difficult. Since the hurricane, there aren't very many buildings and it's a very conservative political environment here. So it's it's been a struggle. It's one of the only goals I've not achieved in life, and but I'm not done yet. I'm still trying.
3: So you live in a conservative environment with no clubs, and you're going to write a musical about <laughs> religion.
4: you got some guts. I'll give you that. I know. My, my writing partner's like, we can't do this where we live. We have to go somewhere where no one knows us or move in with Salman Rushdie.
3: <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, you may be moving back this way before you know it. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> we may, yeah, I may chicken out and just go to San Francisco and mount it. We'll see.
3: <laughs> well, you could always take the musical to Broadway or somewhere, right?
4: That would be great. That's where, you know, that's what I thought I was going to do with my life. I worked my whole life to be on Broadway, but ended up in rock and roll by accident. I got into a, a show uh, on Broadway, and the director of the show Marilyn and American Fable was Kenny Ortega, who was the choreographer for the Tubes. He called me into the office one day after rehearsals had just started and said, I hear you've been singing rock and roll out on Long Island. I said, I'll quit. I'll quit. I've worked my whole life to make it to this Broadway show. He said, no, I think I have a better job for you. No, no, please, no. He said, no, you go think about it, but I want you to join this rock and roll band called The Tubes. And I'd never heard of them. I was a Broadway baby. But uh, Ben Vereen was my mentor. And he said if there's a director out there that thinks that they have a better part for you, you should trust them. So I'm glad I just jumped in and, yep, my future changed (laughs) drastically.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you've obviously done a lot. We've already talked about several different entertainment things that you've done. What's been your favorite?
4: Oh, boy. Um, It's a cross between um, the She's a Beauty tour for the Tubes that was that was pretty big. That was when we had our hit, and we were playing bigger venues, and we we could just do no wrong. And I'm in the bus with you know, my 13 other people, my brothers, a couple sisters, and touring for 10 months out of every year. That was really amazing. And then when we toured with Utopia, that was pretty cool. I'd have to say a close second would be um, the nearly human experience because. Uh, I had my own band in San Francisco, which was made up of, um, well, the Tubes had lost our, our record deal. So my band in San Francisco was made up of Vince Welnick on keyboard, um, Rick Anderson on bass, Prairie Prince on drums, and the other guys I hired from around San Francisco. When Todd got ready to do Nearly Human, he said, do you want to be production manager on the record? Which means you're sort of in charge of helping them get it done. So I had a budget, and he would tell me when he was ready to record a song. He'd say, I'm going to record this song, and it has this many musicians playing these instruments, and I need this many singers singing these parts. So I would hire my own guys, my own band, and my own background singers, as well as other other people that I knew, and sort of be in charge of making it happen for him uh, you know, right down to sending out the artwork on the album and being able to sing on it myself and then tour. I'd say that was that was a really cool time in life because I was learning and creating, singing, touring. That's the best. Uh, I know kids are cool, but and I actually wrote a Myri that said something like that, like, oh, raising children is the best, but i sort of lied to myself every once in a while. <laughs> I got you.
3: I just can't imagine that you were having any more fun than you did in that Nearly Human video, so those Tubes days must have been really, really good.
4: They were. They were absolutely unbelievable. It's, it's like sort of Cirque du Soleil meets the Beatles meets uh, Spinal Tap. That's how it was. <laughs> okay, wow. maybe not the Beatles. <laughs> All right. But I loved it. My life has been so full. I always constantly walk around, and if there is God, I, I talk to her. I was like, thanks, this is so cool. I hope it's not over yet. This life is so cool. I hope it's not over yet.
3: All right, you you also I know had uh, some probably unique, embarrassing, different type of experiences, some things throughout your career. What's uh, you, I know there's a story about a Taj Mahal situation. What what was that about?
4: Oh, that was an embarrassing. That's actually my favorite showbiz moment. You know, if you have to pick a moment, um, I was on the set with Todd when he was going to perform on David Sanborn's Night Music. And it's a taped taped show, but they don't stop. They tape it live. So he was going to sing a Gilbert and Sullivan song with Taj Mahal and Nancy Griffin. He uh, also did parallel lines on that and Can't Stop Running. That's why I was there. And uh, Chasm and I were singing background on Can't Step Running. So an hour and a half before the show gets ready to tape, Kathy chickens out. They've had the music for weeks, trying to learn it on their own. And she chickens out and just says, I can't do it. I cannot sing this, this stuff. And uh, Hal Willner was a musical director who does Saturday Night Live, and he's a good friend of ours. And he just looked at me, hands me a cassette, and he goes, you're on. Yeah. Well, actually, he has a Jewish accent. He goes, you're on, honey. So I ran to wardrobe as I'm listening to the tape, and we're all wearing sunglasses so that I can read the lyrics off of the cue cards because I don't know the song. And it's Gilbert and Sullivan. Uh, never mind the why and wherefore. And I think I kicked ass. That's awesome. <laughs> well, no
3: wonder you're not embarrassed. If you pulled that off, you should be very proud.
4: Oh, I was so excited. <laughs> it was really fun. And then somebody in some newspaper wrote that they thought that was that piece right there was one of the top ten television musical moments. And I was like, yes.
3: Excellent. So was it was your favorite because you kind of got caught off guard and were able to pull it off, or? Did
4: you yeah, because it's like the movies. Oh. Oh, oh, the star won't go on. Oh, you, you, little girl in the corner, go on. <laughs> so it was cool, and I, I think it's pretty special. And Taj you uh, kept looking at the lyrics, and they're my lyrics. So, so Todd is singing his part into his ear, and Taj is singing it as Todd's singing it into his ear. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Sounds like it could be a pretty good movie clip, you know.
4: Oh, it's so much fun.
3: Very good. All right, well, I know a lot of people are interested in hearing tonight about the house in Hawaii that you guys are planning on renting, that you and Todd are you're you're currently still there, right? you Yeah, yeah, there.
4: we're still here. I love my house in in Princeville, but it's uh, if if I could pick it up and move it, I would. It's so I love it. It's cool, but we're building Todd's dream house, and we've been. Um, I know everybody's like, oh my God, you've been saying up for fifteen years. Yes, we have, but for 50 years, the IRS has been preventing us from building it. So now we finally, finally, finally can build it, and we're going to move in in two months.
3: So what, what is, I mean, is, this is Todd's dream house you're building. Is that uh, your dream house as well? Do you all negotiate those things, or he just kind of had this idea and you, run, you ran with it? or? That you know, work?
4: he de- he designed it, and then we started sitting down to, you know, go over the details and, like, you know, fight about the, you know, the pieces and the parts that go in it. And it's – we never fight. I mean, we probably have a, a disagreement every year and a half, and we don't – it's not the kind we raise our voice or anything. It's – that's neither one of us like conflict. So we started to have a lot of conflict over the house, and I just backed off. I thought, you know, I our tastes are so similar – I know I'll move into a beautiful house and it will be exactly the way he wants it. And it's just not worth fighting over and, you know, hurting our relationship, even for one day for me to say, I hate that color. I'm not going to have that color. So I really have let him run with it.
3: It's all about compromise, isn't
4: it? It is, it is. And that was a big one. I mean, he's very, very good about asking me, but I could tell by the way you said that, you know, do you want this teak or do you want this tiger or do you want this cool tiger wood? Uh, the cool tiger wood was the answer. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Is that what you're going to get?
4: <laughs> I answered the way I know he
3: You know, he, I got means. you. You're playing the yeah. game. Right and like
4: I said, our our tastes are so similar, It's it's not really that much of a compromise.
3: So he picked pretty much what floors, the colors, everything?
4: Yep, he designed it and he is the we had an architect stamp it, but we're doing owner builder, so we make every decision. I had no idea you had to pick grout color. Do you know how many colors of grout there are? Who has to pick grout color? Well, we wait till you
3: have to start coining it. Especially if you pick I know.
4: White. <laughs> I but,
3: know. So. Oh yeah. Now are you, So you're you're gonna move in that and then you are going to rent your house you're in now, to Yeah, and,
4: but only to Todd's hands. So we decided that the house is so specific in its rooms, and it's the room's design. He even has designed exactly what piece of furniture goes where and what kind of lamp goes in it. And so we were looking around going, oh, my God, all our stuff, uh, it doesn't really fit in the new house. I mean, some of it does, but ninety five of what's in here doesn't fit in the new house. So we're like, oh, my God, what do we do with all this? You know, this is what we see every day, touch every day. And so that's why we said, let's rent it out. But we know we couldn't do the regular vacation rental, that every vacation rental on this island looks the same. They have furniture that can be destroyed. They have nothing precious, nothing that looks real human. So it all looks very cheapy, manufactured, generic. So we thought, well, his fans are really honorable. I mean, if you belong to Patronet or you're checking my site, chances are, and you listen to his music, chances are you have that same philosophy. And so I don't think anybody's going to come in here and rip anything off. I certainly will make sure that I, you know, if he wore underwear, I would make sure I took that out of the house, but... (laughs) (laughs) But I'm not going to leave credit card receipts. I'll go through and and take things that are absolutely precious to me. But our family photos are going to stay on the wall. Our our pieces, our paintings, um, I'm going to have to move the recording studio because he needs it. His office I'll have to move because he needs it. But I'm going to put a bed, a king-size bed, in his studio office because that's the power center of the room. That's where he spends... 19 hours a day, so, and it's a cool room, I like it, and it has a great view of the waterfalls and the mountains, the master bedroom and the living room, I love this house, <laughs> yeah, we're going we're gonna to do the do, Every, all our friends think we're crazy, but, I know, I trust everybody.
3: I got you, well, if Foamy ends up missing, it wasn't me, okay?
4: <laughs> I, yeah, hilarious. sorry, if you guys want more music, I'm taking Foamy. was <laughs> wasn't me. Wasn't me. And, yeah. <laughs> Excellent,
3: well, so when is it going to be for rent?
4: We're going to launch the website right after your show. Excellent. I know. So I'll, uh, at the end of the show, I'll, I'll announce how they could. be It's not up now, so don't leave Doug's show and go looking for it. But it's going to go up. Uh, in fact, my webmaster, Laura Christine, is listening to the show, and the second it's over, she's going to put it up. And she, she designed it. In fact, there's some, yes, yeah, it'll get better as we go. We'll add more photos, but there are photos now. And Oh, the doorbell rang. You're probably going to hear the dogs bark. So.
3: All right. We like that. We want to hear the dogs. So, we want to hear the kids. We want to hear everything.
4: Yeah. <laughs> so, yep, it's available to Todd fans starting in a couple, well, couple hours.
3: Now, what is, there's something, I know, because i got just unbelievable ESPN or ESP or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> you know there's something that you're going to let people walk away with when they come stay at this place.
4: Yeah, <laughs> Todd has hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of t-shirts. And many of them you guys have given him. They're really cool, but he just can't take them all. I mean, they're they're just flowing out of the closet. So, whoever stays at the house gets to go in Todd's closet and take as there there'll be a certain amount and take a t-shirt. Every person that stays can take a t-shirt. And um, there'll, there'll be some things here that you won't see anywhere else. Maybe the wedding video. Maybe he'll let me leave the wedding video. But, <laughs> Just play it but constantly. Every, yeah. Everybody has to promise not to put it on YouTube or pass it around. It's only something you can watch when you're here. <laughs>
3: you mean the National Enquirer didn't have helicopters over taping for us?
4: <laughs> no, because he asked me two weeks before. <laughs> two weeks before <laughs> his 50th birthday. He said he wanted to do something really scary.
3: So tell <laughs> Speaking of the wedding, tell me a little bit about the decision for him to put your name as the wedding ring, on, a tattoo on his wedding face. Oh,
4: <laughs> Well, as you know, Todd doesn't wear any jewelry. I mean, he might have he worn a pin on a costume here or there, but he doesn't wear any. So he decided that instead of wearing a wedding ring, he would have my name tattooed on his finger. And he did that um, the night of the wedding. We had a tattoo artist available to give everybody tattoos that wanted them. And it was kind of a wild party. So after the ceremony, we went over into the tent and he had a, ooh, it was gross, a bottle of gin. But it was sapphire, blue sapphire or something. So he was checking on that gin so he wouldn't feel anything. And and he kept moving around, which is why it's a little bit squiggly. Because, you know, he's, I'm sure that's where my kids got ADD from, is their dad. So he couldn't sit still. So it does say Michelle, but it's a little wobbly.
3: It looks good. I bet that was hard <laughs> to do. For, I'm not a tattoo artist, but I bet that's very hard to do. That's
4: very <laughs> yeah. Small and, you know. Well, he sort of designed it on the computer and then cut out a piece of paper and showed the guy. So the guy did it in pen first on his finger and then, yeah. But you'll see that on the wedding video. If you stay at the house, You'll see it actually being done.
3: Really? You got that on video? Wow.
4: Yeah.
3: That's awesome. (laughs)
4: Well, you
3: know, back in the day, before tattoos were the end thing, which they are, they have been, I think, recently for a few years for the younger generation, and of course, some Uh of the older as well, but uh, that was always the first question that came up when somebody got a tattoo was, were you drunk when it happened? Yeah. Todd can definitely say, yes, I was.
4: Yes, I was.
3: But he was sober when he got married, right?
4: Oh, yeah, he was sober when he got married, I think.
3: You, you better know, because I can watch the yeah. video and find out the truth.
4: He was, he was. Excellent. Yep. <laughs>
3: so how long is this wedding video? What, what was your wedding like?
4: Uh, Ed Bigdor did the video. It was really wild, because since we just decided to do it two weeks before, um, we just sort of put out the call to our friends, and, and uh, some flew. And a lot of people thought it was a joke, that, He wasn't going to do it because he was so anti-marriage for a long time. But he actually did it. So it it was uh, a huge party. There were about four hundred people, and and most of whom we knew. But the island's small, so four hundred people in
3: two weeks. You pulled off getting four hundred people to
4: Yeah, (laughs) yeah.
3: Hawaii. That's very impressive. And
4: everybody camped. We had tents everywhere. So for a whole week, it was a week-long party, and. (laughs) We had entertainment each night. We had the, like, the high school jazz band, who was great. They came and played one night. Bill Kreutzman Bill shut my wedding down by doing a really bad long drum solo. I'm pretty sure he was on mushrooms.
3: <laughs> Did you ever <laughs> consider doing it in Vegas?
4: No. Uh-uh. It, was, um, it was really like we were getting married to the land as well. We had a land blessing when we first bought it. And that really felt like a wedding, like you're getting married to the land. And it was, uh, so we knew that that we needed to do it on, on our property. It's Excellent. a pretty, pretty beautiful I sacred. place. I yeah, bet. It is
3: a great place. But that's probably one of the best places you could do it in lovely Hawaii.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Of course, you're used to it by now, right?
4: Yeah, but every day I just am amazed. You know, even when it rains, like today it's all rainy and everybody's like walking around with their arms outstretched. I don't know, I love this place. In fact, you know, that um, hero, that saying, you know, save the cheerleader, save the world. I was singing, save the rock star, go on vacation. (laughs) I really think that Todd fans should see Hawaii. It is so beautiful.
3: Well, they definitely I mean, have a place to stay if they do want to check it out.
4: Yeah, and we're close to Hanalei Bay. You can go swimming and during sunset and see waterfalls and the moonrise over a palm tree all at the same time. It's that's pretty amazing. My bet it's just
3: beautiful. But you know, a lot of these people, well, if they if they decide to do this, they're going to want to stay inside and check out all the pictures and watch the wedding video, and they're going to miss the the beauty of Hawaii.
4: Ah, no, that'll be over with in a day. I also quicker. have a a little tour. We have a little tour booklet when you come in mm-hmm. that uh, tells you what's in each room, like you know where where we got that or some something some little special stories about items or events that happened. And yeah, you know, so sort, sort of like uh, it sounds. I don't want to say museum because that sounds all stuffy, but yeah, you know, I thought that would be cooler. Like if you knew that the thing hanging in between the two dining rooms was, you know, we got that in China and what it is. And, I don't know, maybe. (laughs) I
3: I think about, when I think about that situation when I was a young lad, and I I just have this feeling, you know, I'll come over there and stay, and all of a sudden there will be a young man playing pranks on me over there at that house. (laughs) Yep. <laughs> Actually, that's what Reebok said. He said, no, I just drop by any time. See, I knew it. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's going to be up to something, I can tell. But well, I do want to talk to you some about, you said Todd was anti-marriage. I, I want to talk about that in a second, but somebody has been on hold for a long time, and they must be just dying to Should talk we take to their you. call? And they want to be the first person. So I'm going to
5: okay.
3: bring them in and see who this is real quick. Area code 630. Let me see if I can get them unmuted here first. And we'll get them. There you are. 630, you're on the air. Are you there? Area code six three zero. Well, they must not want to talk too bad. They are, <laughs> they're still here. Oh well, we'll move on. Let's talk about the. And the... Maybe
4: they took an early bathroom break.
3: <laughs> that could be it. They're gonna come out and go. Oh,
4: <laughs> hey, and I want to say, you know, when you go on online today to check out uh, the price of the house, I also put other prices of hotels so that you can see, like. If, coming from Oregon, I would look at five thousand a week to rent a house and go, "Oh my God, not as expensive." But the hotel here, um, close by, is that for a couple. And also, our house sleeps twelve plus. So what we had in, had envisioned is that you know maybe just like everybody does when they go to concerts, they sort of, you know, I love it that all you guys, I need a place to stay, and and they hook up with other fans and. I like the extended family. That's part of the family value. So I'm hoping, you know, groups of people will come together.
3: That that would be, you know, you've got enough room in there to make it uh, uh, feasible for people to do that. And, and really, yeah. any time you get Hawaii, you're going to spend a lot of money like that. And really, you know, uh, even in Florida, places like what you're renting are, are, are not necessarily out of that price range. Yeah. So obviously, okay. the best thing to do would be to get a group. Unless you're big money, then you just come on by yourself.
4: <laughs> I know everybody kept saying, "Oh, your house is worth way more than that." Do more and more and more. I said, "No, I want. I don't want to keep people out. I want to. I want them to come in."
3: <laughs> so tell me, you brought up family values. What what is the significance of that song for you?
4: Oh, I guess it was just that, um, you know, when Dan Quayle was vice president and Bush was president, and they were just getting so. You know, right wing and family values, and we thought they would just die if they knew how our family worked. <laughs> you know, when we were in Sausalito, um, Bean, that I int- I always introduced Bean as the mother of my two oldest children, and you know she loved that. We all lived in the same house, and there was it's just like Kelly Parton said, nothing dirty going on. You know, <laughs> it was it was a family. That's how we functioned. It had three parents, three kids. And a lot of other people coming in and out. And and uh, and we made our family work. And so we we thought it was really, really odd that everybody would be preaching against just one mom, one dad, and it had to be the original ones, and they had to be straight, and they had to be. It just seemed ridiculous. We liked Luffy how our Brown family worked. Is
3: Michelle Rongrave?
4: Hmm?
3: Huh? <laughs> right? You were actually, you weren't, you weren't a single mother. That was the issue with Quail back then, if I remember correctly. It's been a while oh yeah
4: Murphy Brown yes yes oh yeah he probably would have died that all three of us were living together and oh but it worked it you know it just it was it was right for the kids it was it worked out and that's what's always been I think the most important thing to Todd is when he made a commitment to his kid to have kids it was all about them what is best for them and that's what was best for them is for the three of us to figure out how to live together and get along.
3: You got family values,
4: yeah, and they're good. They're just a little bit different than others.: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Not really, probably you know for for some some, I, I don't know that there's too many situations that are alike, other than everybody has a weird relative. I can bet you money. Oh yeah, everybody's got those that you go, yeah, that guy's a, or that girl's a little." They're a little out there. They don't kind of match with what the family normally does. Yeah. Let's look at that. Uh, I wanted to play a clip from a song for you, and I want to talk a little bit about this song because I, I know that you probably have a story because eventually you had to bring this up to Todd, you know, what's this about? So I'm going to play that right quick, and then we'll have a chat about it. So here it goes now. Hey. How about that? That's property, of course.
5: Yeah.
6: <laughs> and,
3: you know, my interpretation of that is that, uh, you know, that's pretty anti-marriage, I would say. What do you
4: think? Yeah. Well, it's, it's funny you said, you know, when I asked him what it's about. I think a, a good rock star's wife never, ever asks what something's about. <laughs> you don't ever want them to edit anything or hide a lyric or you want them to be able to always, always express themselves. So... Only one time have I ever done it, and I really felt stupid, and I'll tell you that story later, but right now with property, it was it was pretty odd because I was in a pretty romantic state. You know, Todd had asked me to have a baby. He's planned his three sons, and I'm thinking, oh, this is great, and then we have Rebop, and it was I almost died having Rebop. It was pretty touch and go for a long time, and and then he's in there while I'm recuperating, writing is a new record, oh, it's going to be so filled with love and romance, and life is perfect, and then it's, don't quit your day job, don't quit your day job, property, you know, I'm not going to be a property, and it's the whole record, when he had me hear it, my jaw dropped, like, oh, my God, I thought it was going to be all, you know, birds and flowers and stuff, and.
3: Yeah, uh, you, not, you not never quite as sweet as to... the verb to love, or any of those other songs, is it?
4: <laughs> right, I thought. Yeah, I thought I would get my song like made it or something. I thought it would be my turn. But...
3: <laughs> love is the answer,
4: but I want to be your slave. So, <laughs> but I no, think, uh,
3: I don't. I, I Seriously doubt, yeah. You know, based on <laughs> our quick conversations here, that uh, he really feels that way about your marriage.
4: No, yeah. now remember, that's before we got married. Yes, so
3: exactly. uh... that's when I thought you know, you. you uh, you might have had some conversation about man, What do you think about that song now that you've you know, Oh no, it? I would never.
4: Oh, I'm not telling not. you how
3: to think. Not only am I not telling you how to think, <laughs>
4: I'm letting
3: you design the house all by
4: yourself. <laughs> I like him. We really like each other, so I'm not going to mess that up. Well, yeah,
3: I certainly hope so. I think that's very evident, and I know he's written some songs for you. I'm we'll talk about some of those as well today.
4: So first really i'll quickly tell you about the story of about the one time i did say something about a song was quite recently and um we were you know you know marriage you go up and down up and down you know you'll have some months where you're just great and some months are tough and and we'd had some great great months it was the beginning of the cars that thing he was out in la recording and i flew out there and i had yeah, you know, dropped a few pounds, so I looked kind of hot. Because I, I wanted them, it's I wanted the other guys in the band to to think like, oh, he's the rock star guy, and he's got a nice wife, and she looks okay.
3: We call that a trophy wife.
4: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I make sure, oh, gotcha. there are times when I make sure I try to look like a trophy. I hold in my stomach really tight. And, oh, so we got there, and I'm they went off to the recording studio, and I picked up some lyrics. Oops, i got to go up here. My phone's too loud. Sorry. I picked up some lyrics, which I do all the time in my house, all the time. He writes stuff all over everything. And I always gather them up and put them in a file for him if he needs to look at them. I picked up some lyrics and I read them. And I thought, oh, my God, he has someone else. Oh, my God. Ah." So for two hours I freaked out. I finally called my best friend, Claudia, my sister-in-law, he wants to be with someone else. Like he said he can't get enough of her. And I called my brother, crying. What do I do? And he told me what to say. And, in fact, Todd walked in at that moment. I said, what, Todd, what? I'm on the phone.
1: And he goes,
4: you got to apologize to him first.
1: Okay, Todd, I'm really sorry. I picked up some lyrics, and I didn't mean to read them. So, but <laughs>
4: he just he just looked at me like, you are crazy. Come here, he put the headphones on so I could hear the song. And when you hear music with it, you realize it was written about car fans, not being A or be or listen to the cars. It wasn't about another woman, and I felt stupid. <laughs> so I well, learned my lesson.
3: So you don't ask anymore,
4: huh? I, I have never asked except that one time, and I was
3: stupid. <laughs> well, speaking of being a trophy wife, or trying to oh, make thanks. sure that you look very attractive for your husband. I know you're not interested in him being attractive, so I want to play a clip about that right quick, since so oh, so no. I have got to hear your comedy, so let's listen to this. Just real quick. Here we go. Todd is getting older, though,
5: which
4: I like, because he can't see my wrinkles, and all the girls can see his.
3: You're you're pro Todd getting wrinkles.
4: Oh yeah! In fact, you know he tries to trim down before a before a tour, and I'm like, "Come on, eat some more. You don't have to look that good."
3: I don't want to make you feel bad, but he looks very young for his age. He looks
4: really good. He's still
3: rocking, no doubt about it. Yeah,
4: I've he, gone to a couple shows and and actually, you know, watched and thought, "Wow, I'm going to try to pick that guy up."
3: Oh, <laughs> uh, you go see these shows, and it's he's he's got plenty of youth left in him, no doubt about it. He does. So, if you are thinking about going to a show this month, you need to get on it because it'll be well worth it. I've seen that I've seen that uh, that show with some of those guys. He's mixing up a little bit different from the earlier shows this year, but it's really
4: good. He's gonna have a really good time, and I understand Kathy Stoya is making up some brand new shirts that are only for those two week tours. Um, so, like, I, it, yeah, I, Todd really likes playing with these guys. Plus. I think it's going to be like a racehorse who's never been a who hasn't been allowed to jump out of the starting gate for nine months. You know, to do his own thing, he's been held back in that Cars forum, and so I know he's going to have a blast.
3: Oh yeah, I'm sure that doing his own music's probably more exciting for him. Although he does such a good job with the Cars, it's a, a great
4: show. It really is. I had I was pleasantly surprised because I was telling him not to do it at first. It really was. I'm like, no, no, this is you know 80s music. It's you know it's too too bubblegummy. And then and then then he thought, you know, we're we might be able to build a house if I do this. So he took the gig, and I loved the show. I thought they were. In fact, I haven't heard Black Mariah played that well in uh, God since Utopia. It
3: it's the highlight of that concert, no doubt. It really is good. They they. You know, all those great musicians doing that song together, I mean, you just can't be. Yep. So I know he's most likely playing it on these West Coast shows. So if you're going to check those out, you'll get to hear it. That's one of the ones you usually get to hear. I know it was earlier in the year. And of course. I
4: don't know, though. I mean, if, if I'm thinking of his psychology, maybe, but if I'm thinking of his psychology, which I can never really guess what he's thinking,
6: <laughs> Good luck I would guess
4: that. maybe he would put something else in there since he's hoping his fans already heard that with the cars. I don't know. You know,
3: well, such a somebody couple tell couple me, somebody clients.
4: email me and tell me after the first show if they do it.
3: Oh, yeah, we'll definitely have the set list up pretty quick. Somebody will over on TR Connection. That always yeah. happens. Yeah, I always go to, to TR
4: Connection and check. In fact, uh, Roger knows that there are many times where we'll think, well, where are you going to be on this date? You know, when's your tour start? And we'll go, I don't know. And both Todd and I will go on TR Connection and look and see where he's going when.
3: <laughs> it's a great place <laughs> to find the tours, no doubt about that. Yeah, so. And, it, and it's always fun to look at some of the pictures in the reviews. I saw a picture of you with one of the members over there from the Westbury show, I believe it was, with the round stage.
4: Oh uh, yeah, yeah. He,
3: yeah, he had his daughter with him. who Apparently, he's had some email conversation with Reebop. You know, they're about the same age. And <laughs> you know, the, the Rugeran family is just really good about reaching out to fans and being fan friendly. It's a, it's a nice benefit if you're a Todd fan.
4: Well, you know, I think he, I think all of us recognize that. You know, the reason that we got to send the kids to college, the reason we live in, get to live in Hawaii, um, the reason I'm able to pay for health care is because people still buy his music, fans su- support us. I know he's giving them something, but it's, a, it's really a give and take, and we all recognize that. So that, I think that was part of the reason we decided to rent out the house. Like, we have had so much fun here. How about if we just charge enough to be able? It's really expensive in Hawaii, so if we just charge enough to be able to pay the taxes and the mortgage and and let everybody come party here,
3: I think it's a great idea. I hope some. people But sorry, can't it doesn't to
4: include it. Todd. Sorry, Doug. Got <laughs> it does not include hanging with Todd. He's...
3: Oh, I thought you guys were come out <laughs> and dinner with people. Come put on a show in the backyard.
4: I tell you what, what it will include though. I mean, I know they'd rather you know hang out with Todd, but. The radio station is one block away from our house. And uh, if I'm on island and doing my radio show for two hours, whoever's staying at the house is invited to, to come on in and, and be part of the show, which is kind of fun.
3: That would be fun. be a lot of fun. Ask,
4: yeah, but ask Kathy would, She did it.
3: I'm guessing, though, if I was able to convince my wife to go on this trip to Hawaii to go stay at the Rungren house, the last thing she's going to want me to do is Chase down Todd, try to talk to him about his music. She's going to have other things in mind for us on our Hawaiian yeah. vacation. <laughs> exactly,
4: And that will be on my website, too, so that you can, you know, exactly. It's like being a baseball fan if your spouse isn't. I mean, there are so many cool things to do here on Kauai. It is really perfect for everybody. It's, Kauai is so kid-friendly. First place I moved where you took your kids everywhere except on New Year's Eve. It's It's just family. Everything is family here. In fact, single people don't move here because it's so family-oriented. There, there aren't any single people here. I'm pretty sure it's illegal. (laughs) (laughs) No
3: Murphy Brown in Hawaii.
4: Yeah. (laughs) See
3: what what are y'all doing up there? Why you want to be like that? (laughs) Well, I, I would say one good idea might be, for if a big group comes down there from you know, a big group of you know dozen people or whatever to have. Since Rebop's so good at it, have him make a YouTube video of everybody watching y'all's wedding video.
4: Oh God! Put the group on
3: YouTube. <laughs> These are the TR fans that got to stay in the Ruggren house and watch the wedding
4: video. No, I think it, he'd be, he'd have more fun videotaping people for YouTube watching his dad be tipsy or something. Because aren't there like bootlegs out there where, where dad is all like. You know, out of it.
3: <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. There is no such thing as a drunken Todd bootleg CD. Right. <laughs> you are misinformed. Nobody does that. You can't get into shows with
4: right. recording and there devices are, and cameras. Right. There are no such thing as bootlegs for
3: Todd. Yeah. <laughs> never happened. Yeah. So that, yeah, that would be uh, well. You do have that a little bit of that in the wedding video with the tattoo action. So. Yeah. People get to watch that. That. that that would be a lot of fun. There's not many wedding videos, I'll, I'll tell you up front, that I would like to watch, but that would
4: be one of them. You know, what's funny, though, is I might have to put a, like a, we don't have any uh, Todd stuff in the house. I mean, no, no music. There aren't any CDs and, and DVDs here, So, which is odd, isn't it? That in is fact, right. I, ha- you know, I have a radio show, and I have to beg him constantly, can you get me your new CD? Get- I go to the store and buy it. I actually buy our own well, his record.
3: You can get that in Hawaii, huh?
4: Yep. Yeah. Well, that's good. I have to drive, have drive an hour, an hour to the but and the stores are an hour away. Don't worry, the grocery store is really close. But <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, that's that's. I know you have some for the radio show. You had to get some for the radio show.
4: But I had to go buy it.
3: You had to go buy it too.
4: Yeah, it's not. We don't really have any product here because. This is his sanctuary where he's a, a normal guy. Here he's here. He's dad who mows the lawn, who walks the dogs at six fifteen. You know, it's it's who watches you know a Daily Show and and Colbert Show at a certain time every night, sitting in the same couch. And, you know, when you come stay here, some of our couches are nice. I'm going to leave the one that he sits in every night, which has a big black stain on it from when I dye his hair, and he goes and he sits there and he won't put a towel on. You know, stuff you mean like mean
3: he, he dyes his hair?
4: <laughs> oh, I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> right.
3: See, we found out tonight he doesn't wear jewelry, he doesn't wear underwear, and he dyes his hair and he was drunk when he got his tattooed. Look at all the stuff you can find out by listening to this show. It's amazing.
4: Well, I remember everyone knows he doesn't wear underwear. I remember Nancy. I didn't
3: know well, it was a little too much information, actually, but that's. Uh... <laughs>
4: no, nobody in Hawaii does. You just don't. When you come here, you take your underwear off. It's hot. It's the tropics. Nobody does here.
3: Well, that'll just make packing easier. Well, nobody will bring any.
4: Yeah, exactly.
3: Making that much easier. We'll have any trouble getting on the plane with too much luggage. Hey, I got a call from. This looks like it's Mr. Bricker, and I know he was down to talk to you. And he had some other stuff going on tonight, so I'm gonna let him in right quick and say cool. hello to you. If that is indeed.
4: Oh yeah, I gotta. I have to make my pledge to like add to the ad. huh? There
3: you go, Bill. Are you there? Is that you? Yes, it's me. How are you?
4: i know it. Hi, Bill. Thanks for hey, everything Madel. you've done over the years. Oh, uh,
7: I'm. I'm gonna feel really, really guilty if you send money for this ad. <laughs> I'm telling oh, come you, on! I,
4: I adore.
7: Like you wouldn't support. believe.
4: <laughs> come on! I can support uh,
7: my favorite
1: musician. <laughs> yeah,
7: I don't want to take up too much time because we had the whole time last, uh, you know, last week with promoting the Todd Rolling Stone project. But um, I do want to um, say that, and I've, I've emailed you this before, Michelle. But the influence that Todd has had on my life—people keep asking me, "Why do you do this? This is a lot of work to try to put this ad together." And, it is, and and um, the. It, simple truth comes back to it that i've just gotten so much inspiration from todd's music but there is a part that you played very instrumental part that you and todd both played in my life where i had been a todd fan for like i don't know i'm going on 15 years and i finally decided to take advantage of my relationship with uh, ruth todd's mom Mm -hmm. and go to a todd show and actually you know go out to dinner with todd
4: and how long how long were you a fan before you did that
7: uh, I, I came on in, in 74, and this was 1986, 87, somewhere in there. Wow. So I've been a fan a long time and gone through a lot of stuff. And so I went to this show, and as we're going out the door, Ruth says, oh, just so you know, um, Todd and Michelle are, you know, are kind of an item now. You know, because she didn't want me to, you know, wonder, you know, call a mediator. Yeah. I don't know what was supposed to go on. So we go to the show. It was in Philly. It was a great show. And we're walking down South Street heading towards the restaurant. And I think I, I rode in your van or something. I can't remember quite what the, what the circumstances was. But as we were going down the street, you and Tutter in front of me, just like holding hands, walking down the street, looking in windows. And I looked at you and I said, these people are in love.
5: And <laughs> oh. and
7: and I I wanted that. I not to, you know, with you but with that <laughs> feeling. I wanted to be, you know, with someone like that. And it was it was a weird time and a situation for me, but it really set my heart on a course to say, you know, that's that's what I need. And yeah. a year later, uh I, you know, fell head over heels in love with someone that I had been with only platonically for a couple of years. And now it's 20 years later, and I've got two kids, you know, a daughter in high school, oh. and and so I just, you know, um, I just want to say thank you for, you oh, know,
6: you you brought
7: to Todd's life and and all the all the fans, and I know that every fan that I ever come in contact with that mentions you says, oh, Michelle is just the, the greatest person and the greatest oh, energy, thanks. and so there you go. It, so
4: thank you. It, that's my mom's fault. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> And kind of, part of my dad's fault, too, but yeah <laughs> well, it, Thank it's you, wonderful
7: Bill. and and again, I have to say that uh, it was almost on a lark that I sent the email to you last week, saying, You know, can we do the collection at the shows? But I kind of felt like I just need to you know see if anything is possible.
4: yeah, and now we're setting
7: up, the shirts are all set up. Kathy Stoy is gonna be there, and Ed is gonna be there, and Ed
4: O'Brien's her fans be
7: are gonna have to help out, and um I'm just really almost thinking that we can really do this and get a full-page advertising on Rolling Stone. So,
4: oh, this would be great. Uh,
7: it's wonderful. Another another fan, uh, just to show you, the network is like working incredibly. Uh, one of the fans um, was a works in the music business and had contacted me talking about, well, why is it so much money? And I was like, well, it's expensive. It's Rolling Stone. And they said, well, you know, I'm going to make some calls. And lo and behold, they came back a couple days later and said they had negotiated 15% off the ad. Wow. And got us three more days to raise money. So October 15th is now the deadline, and we have a lot less money to have, you know, a significant chunk of money off the off the mark to get the ad done. So it's, wow. really, it's really kind of freaking me out a little bit that uh, there's still a lot of work to do in getting the shirts out to people and and actually deciding what the ad's going to look like. So I don't even know yet. <laughs> <You gotta continue laughs> oh, that's that so cool.
4: But, I love uh, that.
7: And if there's anybody else listening, and you included, I've have st- been trying to find out who to ask to get permission to actually include the artwork from Todd's albums in the ad. And it seems um, like a simple thing, but Rhino and Warner Brothers and all the different you know releases over the years, um, I think that would be perfect to really represent Todd's you know music covers in the ad itself, so people know what it means. The last ad that ran, and people you know, uh, have seen, and it's on the website, it was really literally just Todd's face with all the fans' names and 40 years of Todd with no (laughs) reference whatsoever to anything else. And I'm thinking this time we really need to make sure people understand (laughs) uh, that there's a point, you know, there's a point to it. There's 40 years' worth of music. And, you know, all these fans that support it, maybe somebody ought to get past as great as Hello It's Me is and I Saw the Light, as great as they are in pop tunes, there is just a whole, you know, Alice in Wonderland, through the looking glass, over the rainbow assortment <laughs> of mind-blowing uh, productions of every I'll try to style
3: of music. i going to be a tough one, probably. I, Maybe and, at least a, you know, maybe a, some kind of reference to where they can get albums and whatnot.
4: We're going to
3: Bill. we got to move on. we got to take a bathroom break. Hey, I totally forgot about that.
4: Well, hey, you no, On that note, though. We'll, yeah. I'm gonna. I'll find out from. I'll ask Eric Gardner, Todd's manager. He's the second smartest man that, that I know. So. <laughs>
3: Who's the first, Michelle?
4: Todd.
3: <laughs> oh, really, excellent.
4: I knew you would yeah, say Yeah, you get. I go for the best.
3: <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of Todd, we're gonna listen to a little bit of Todd here, and we're gonna pick a song that was written, for our special guest, Michelle. It is <laughs> one of my all-time favorites. This is a live version, of Parallel Lines. And when we come back from the bathroom break, Michelle's gonna tell us. A little bit about that song, right? Yep. Excellent. So everybody that wants to take a bathroom break, go for it. And for those of you who want to listen to this song, I'm going to play it for you. It's a really good one. This is from Nearly Human Tour Michelle.
5: Surrender, Surrender, understand. Most satisfying the hunger, it whittles away. And the destiny, be full, too. Like, yeah.
3: What a great song. Parallel Lines by Todd Reverend, the Nearly Human Tour. That's a live version. And Michelle was singing back up on that, as you probably already know. Wanted to mention before I get back started that we do have a MySpace page. I want to thank Laura from TR Connection, who's also known as RA-I. She put that together for us, and it's uh, very nice. So add us as a friend if you are on MySpace. It's uh, myspace.com slash Radio. I have been hogging all of Michelle's time here, and I do apologize <laughs> for that. But I do want to ask her one thing right quick, because it's on my mind because Bill told me this. So I, he, he, got a <laughs> scoop from, he got a little scoop from Michelle about something, and I wanted to ask her about it. And then I'm going to open up the phone line, so we got somebody on hold now. But the rest of it, if you want to start calling, go ahead and do that. Let me give you the number again. It's 646-716-9262. That's 9-2, uh, let, me, let me say that. <laughs> 9 2 6 two, not 9 two, <laughs> All right, here we go. So I'm going to play just a little clip, and I want you to tell me. Oh, I have oh to now me. I'm oh. scared. Uh oh, good, you like it. All right, here we go. I understand that is your favorite line of all Todd's songs.
4: It's actually right my favorite song. Yes, it's my favorite Todd song. It's it just, it makes me cry when I hear it. I it was very very difficult for me to sing it on stage. I couldn't look at the audience because my, a lot of people a lot of people in the audience felt like I did. They had tears in their eyes and when you get tears in your eyes your throat closes and you can't sing. So I would have to you know, do everything except look at the audience and just concentrate on singing because if I thought of the lyrics, I would just cry.
3: It is a really beautiful song, and it it is part of the set list, I'm pretty sure, for the current tour. I know it was this year. It was one of the encores, and it was well, a great a bit experience of, to hear that.
4: A bit of trivia, I don't sing it on the record. Remember, I was hiring everyone, and I didn't hire myself to for this. I I hired myself for a lot of them, but based on what what he told me he wanted for a sound, um I picked certain voices that I thought would be best on it. And uh boy, I didn't even sing on my favorite song. <laughs> <laughs>
3: now you were on some of the nearly human songs
4: though, right? Uh, most of them, yeah. Okay. Everyone except well, everyone that had background vocals, right. except for my favorite song. I can't <laughs> believe I did that.
3: Uh, too much. All right, well, let's let's take some callers here. I'm, I've been very rude and have, have taken all your time, but I really have enjoyed talking with you, and hopefully hope we're going to talk some more. But
6: we <laughs> do have lots
3: of people, so let's start with the one who's been holding the most. Oh, and I just hung up on my so we're going to move on. Call me back there, area code two zero four. We're going to go to eight four seven. I believe that's Chicago. Am I right? Eight four. Uh, they're not coming on yet. Eight four seven. Are you with us? They have apparently are not. How about five six two? Ah, how you doing?
4: Where's Uh,
2: 562? 562. That's right near Los Angeles. In fact, I'm in Whittier, California. Ah. Yeah, Richard Nixon
3: go to a show.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. In fact, Richard Nixon's from Whittier, but um, (laughs) I don't seem to be able to impress too many people with that one. But I tried. (laughs) (laughs) Well, anyway, hello, Michelle. How you doing?
5: Good. Who is this?
2: This is Chuck Moran.
4: Hi Chuck. Oh, hi
2: Chuck. Yeah, I wondered if you would remember the name or not, yeah. Oh, hell
4: yeah. You sent me some great emails.
2: Well, thank you. Thank you very much. And I've, I've loved what you had to talk about tonight, but I, I want some dirt here, okay? This is this is real embarrassing stuff. But what is the uh, exactly the um, what is state of the patronette address so far? Has there been any talk about when it would relaunch or anything yeah. like that?
4: It's funny, because to to, I don't know too much about Patronet. Um, uh-huh. Like I said, when I'm home, I'm just wife and mom. And that, unfortunately, you know, that, that's what became important. <laughs> hey, it's honorable. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> but I asked him today, I said, hey, can we, put, um, can we put the rental site up on Patronet? He said, well, it's down right now. And I said, when, when will it be back up? And he said, shortly, I hope. I'm, I'm working on it. <laughs>
3: okay. You tried to use the dirt, but you're 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 zero one so far. Let's give it another. One. What else you got?
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, now that we know that 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 uh, piece of dirt there, are you going to attend any of the shows on this particular tour? You know, do I, you think you'll pop up in in Orange County or?
4: I would love to, but I can't. When Reebok's in school, I'm I'm, I'm class parent and. So I, I hang out at school. I car, I have a carpool with school. <laughs> uh, so during school, unless I yank him out, too, I have to stay home.
2: Okay. Well, that's okay. But either way, well, it was good talking to you. Oh, and you have a
4: great voice, Jack. It. It's fun oh, to, thank the you. Voice, fun <laughs> to the voice. Just
2: deck. for that, I'll send an even nicer email next time. How about that? <laughs> thank okay you. Thank well, you I appreciate it. Uh, Okay, well, you take care of yourself. You're doing a great show, by the way. I really enjoy it. So.
4: Isn't he doing a good job, Chuck? He's doing a great job.
2: I think so. I think so. And, and uh, yes, a lot of us talk fans are honorable.
4: <laughs> yes, you are. I know. And yeah. smart, too.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, and I thought you were actually not going to talk about that, and I was going to make a mention. And you'll like this story here, too. Uh, I went to one of the Politically Incorrect tapings, and it was the one with Raquel Welch. How could I forget that one? Uh, but coming out, of the, coming out of the taping, there was some guy with this really absolutely awestruck look on his face. And uh, I, he turns to his partner, wife, whatever, and he goes, who's that rock star? And then, you know, I bumped him. I said, oh, that's Todd Lundgren. And he goes, yeah, that guy's intelligent. <laughs>
5: <laughs> I love telling people
2: that story you know yeah. because I think that, because I think that a lot of people got the image of you know like you know well like he's like rock and roll man you know and they don't know that he's very articulate and Knows a lot about a lot of things, and uh, I just—that's uh, my favorite story to tell about him. <laughs> He's
4: not Ozzy Osbourne, definitely. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh,
2: hey
3: Chuck, thanks a lot for calling. We got a couple. Okay, thanks nice speaking. of, the I was going to meant to ask you. I'm going to hog you a little bit more. If y'all were to do a show about the Ruggern family, what do you think the name of it would be?
4: Well, what's odd is that um, this is a true story. I went to the Maui Writers Conference with a several years ago with a treatment for a live rea- scripted and improv reality show called The Runt. And it was about our family who, you know, was it was Bean and me and Todd. We also had um, the boy's godfather with Joel Pornabeni. Whenever we went on tour, he was the, you know, nanny. He was a, a gay uh, big, huge Italian guy who was tough. He was Sam Giancana's grandson. That's who took care of our children when I was gone, when and when we were on tour. I mean, the, and Timothy Leary would come to our house. Francis Coppola, all these NASA guys, all these Apple guys. So I wrote this this treatment and pitched it to uh, NBC. Flodi Suarez, who said it just won't work. It's just not current yet. Two years later, he. <laughs> Pitched the Osbournes, which was my show.
3: How about? But that?
4: we weren't we weren't weird enough. We just we weren't loser enough. So it would it was called the normal. Run. And so in I, fact, I
3: can speak coherent sentences. That's the problem.
4: Yeah, exactly. But I had the opposite. That you know, he was the smartest guy in the room, and oh well. It was yeah. mostly about the characters that came in and out of our, in and out of our house, which was
3: true. That'd be a great show. You you guys are always ahead of the curve. You know, Todd was way ahead on the getting music on the internet and people didn't want to listen
4: well he is i'm just the cheerleader oh no, you you got it on the, the reality <laughs> show
3: which that's, a, that's another thing i want to ask you. You, you you've been in the entertainment business for so long and you've done so many things are you concerned or, or does it bother you that there's so many people now that are becoming celebrities on these reality shows that have absolutely no talent whatsoever
4: yeah that yeah it it's kind of a bummer but i I look at it like it must be that, you know, my era is moving out just like vaudeville's era was moving out. So that's the only way I can look at it. But, gee, I hope we go back to honoring talent and honoring intellect and honoring honor. So, yeah, I would really hope we we swing back. And it seems it, it really would be nice. freaky, doesn't
3: it? It would be nice to get back to some of that, but... Uh... You know, that's how that's how they roll. But speaking of the uh, – Chuck brought up a good point about Todd being smart and the different things he's been. One really good way, if you want to know what all Todd's done, on the back of that cookbook I talked about earlier, Give Them Love, Give Them Bread, <laughs> it's got a thing on says Todd Who, and it's got a bunch of different words. And you look at it and go, what in the world? Who came up with this? And it's actually words that people used in the media to describe Todd. And there are a bunch of different ones, and they're all very good. Electronic innovator, conceptualist,
4: multi-instrumentalist,
3: all kind of different things like that. It's really nice. So if you get that book, you'll get to check that out.
4: Yeah, I think Todd smiled when uh, somebody, I can't remember which television show, but they introduced him as a futurist.
3: Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I think that one's in here too. Pure Musical Genius, Rock's Boy Wonder, you name it, it's all on here. (laughs) That book, by the way, if you go to TR Connection, there's usually a banner ad up at the top. (laughs) <laughs> um, if you can find it, you can just keep reloading if you don't see it because there's only three that they run up there. So check it out. It's really good. We'll talk about that some later on too because I'll talk about your your recipe and some other things about it. But we've got a lot of people wanting to talk to you. We're going to go to area code 616. You're on there. Michelle. Yes.
7: Hey, I'm calling you from Grand
8: Haven, Michigan. Uh-huh. Who is it? Dustin 29 from the TR Connection.
3: Cool.
5: Hello.
7: Dustin?
3: Hello. It's Dustin, Dustin has been to a lot of the new oh, shows. Yeah,
7: yes, cool. I have. I just saw Todd on Monday in Detroit. Hey, How buddy, was it? It was awesome. awesome. <laughs>
6: um,
7: you guys are talking about talent. My question to you is, um, you're saying others don't have talent. When you, when you hear songs from Todd like Parallel Lines and mm-hmm. like that, you understand the music industry. I mean, why are songs like that and others that Todd has written that we all hear love? Why are those songs not hits? Why are they not on the radio?
4: Oh, man! I wish there was an easy answer for that, but it it really is it really is politics if um, for instance, you know that you know when Todd started moving away from big record companies, there was nobody pushing, making phone calls, paying d j s to play something, which doesn 't happen anymore hopefully but um yeah, before, it was pay to play. In fact, I re- the only thing I can relate it to is when I was in the tubes and we had a top ten hit, She's a Beauty, and the record company came out on tour and said, well, the next single, which I cut with Fee, is going to go out, but it's, they told us what, where it would be on the charts. They said, we're not going to put any money out. It's probably going to go to here, and we are not going to renew your contract, so that's why we're not going to push you guys anymore. And like, what? We have a top ten hit. And that's just the way it works. It's a machine. That's the way it used to work. I don't know nowadays how it works. I've been locked up on, on a beautiful island.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
4: but it really was a business machine. Whatever got pushed got played and purchased. Gotcha.
3: I would like to clarify, too, that, that there is a radio show that does play Parallel Lines. Yours. Run Radio. There you go. <laughs> You're <Yeah. laughs> doing an awesome job. Thanks, I Dad. know, hey, Dustin this is it.
4: so fun.
3: Hey, that was also, uh, this is the man responsible for that bathroom break where you got to release the Diet Coke. So.
4: Yeah. That's okay. I, uh, I think uh, round of
3: applause comedy. for Dustin29 for bringing up the bathroom break. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah, I've been there once already, and I do plan another.
3: All right. <laughs> okay, I'll have to try to come up with another one. I really don't want to. I'm having too much fun. <laughs> Dustin, I appreciate you calling. Great question. we got a, a lot more people that want to talk to Michelle, so I'm going to have to move not a problem. Thanks, on. Michelle. Thanks,
4: uh, Dustin. Bye-bye.
3: Hey, Dustin, thanks a lot. All right, Michelle, you're popular. You got a lot of people here calling. I'm gonna.
4: Oh, good. I was afraid no one would call.
3: No, that would never happen. We got. Uh, I'm gonna go back here. Hopefully, this is 214, The person I think I hung up on two one four. Are you there?
4: Hi, Doug.
3: Hello. Is this Cruiser Mel?
4: Yes, it is. I recognize that voice. Mel. Cruiser Mel <laughs> just
3: got to go to a new car show as well. You went to.
4: I went that? to Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City.
3: Amy, are you new there? there?
4: Uh, I live in Dallas, actually. Calling from Texas. Oh. And you're going to Vegas too? How would you know that? <laughs> the, the, I have the, ESPN. Yeah. <laughs> ESPN.
3: We've been talking about you.
4: you got oh, great really? Going to
3: Vegas from the TR connection? You got lots of people going to the Vegas show.
4: Oh, cool! Oh, I wish I was I, going. I Michelle do. I kind of wish of you were too, Michelle. <laughs> hey, listen, Michelle. I've, I've never met you before, but everyone that I have talked to that has met you says you're just you're just wonderful, and they all love you and, and I have to say what I've been listening to tonight, you just sound darling. Oh, thanks. like I it said, that's my mom's fault <laughs> <No>. <laughs> we thank you. um i've got I've got a couple of questions. Sure. Um, uh, I was wondering, you know the the tour that you guys did with the big band and new girls singing in the background. uh-huh. does Todd have any kind of plans like that for the future? Um, to bring oh. out a, a big band again? God, God. I hope so. Oh, I do <laughs> I know. <too. laughs> You know, it's so expensive that that's one of the reasons that uh, we just decided then that we, fin- we were, fin- well, he decided he was financially able to go out and not make any money that year. Oh, so, but, too. boy, with, with uh, you know, we're still supporting Rex. It's like, you know, minor league baseball is like you're in college. So... Um, I, it's so expensive, I don't know if he could do it again, but I do know he loved it. It's musically so rewarding not only for the audience but for the people on stage. It is ah, it's great, and I would you know I'd sell everything I own to make that happen again, but he won't. <laughs> oh, I wish I could because it was wonderful. I remember seeing that I don't even know what year that was, but you guys came to. I think it was the Majestic in Dallas, and I had a seat way, way up high, and, and I thought I would throw myself over the balcony because it was <laughs> just that great. Uh, it was that was yeah, that was a pretty cool time in life. That to, and the music, just to be able to play with all those guys and to sing those parts. Uh, and that you know, is, the be- uh, one of the coolest parts too about that is looking out in the audience and seeing everybody sing the different parts and it's funny what parts people chose some people chose lead with todd some people chose the girl's background some people chose the guy's background i i am as entertained by the audience as i am by the the beauty of the music
3: if you haven't had a chance to see this video uh or see that concert there's a video out the nearly human uh, japan there was a, a recording and it's it is really fun to watch and uh the end the very long version i love my life is the whole band's into it. It's really great. If you have not seen it, you, you should check that one out. Because like Melinda said, it's she liked that big band, and, and you'll see why if you watch that video.
4: Oh, me too, Melinda. Mm. Hey, listen, I've just got one more question, then someone else can get in on this. But I need to know, now this is a real girly question, so the boys okay, don't good. need to live. Okay, oh, oh, good. I saw a picture of you just recently. I guess it's been from the last couple of weeks on the TR Connection. And I want to know what is your beauty secret? Hawaii. Oh, it, that's not I, fair. No, I swear to God, you got a vacation here. Your skin is going to look amazing. It's funny when I go back to visit my my mom and dad and go to the coast in Oregon. If I'm there for about five days, I start to look my age, and I'm like, I got to go home. Because <laughs> everyone on Hawaii, it, the the air is just moist and. It doesn't look like you're sweating, but it just feeds your. This is a girly, girly answer too. It just feeds your pores, and I'm much heavier than I was, you know, oh even last year or during the comedy thing. In fact, in a couple of weeks, I'm going to put up the DVD of the um, on my Myeri site, on my site, of the play I wrote, the 10-minute play, Reeboks in it, and you know, I, I'm heavy. I'm heavy right now, but you know what? Next year, I, I decided for Todd's 60th, I'd look hot again. So. I'll be thin again. You know, we have that power. We can do it, or we can not do it. But I thought, I'm just I'm just a mom, a real girl. It's okay for everybody to see me heavy. Oh, you look great. You look just gorgeous. And I've enjoyed talking to you. It was great to talk to you, too, Melinda. Maybe sometime we'll meet. Cruiser okay. Mail, thanks for
3: calling in. Have fun in Vegas. I'm jealous. Wish I could thanks. <laughs> talk to you later. Bye. Absolutely.
4: All <laughs> right. Oh, sorry, my phone's ringing. I, don't worry. Don't worry, Doug. I don't have to answer it. All right. <laughs> It's a <laughs> Except if it's Todd, then maybe you're I'll answer popular, it later. But no. <laughs> you're
3: popular. It's all good. Which, since, <laughs> since she called, I thought for sure she was going to ask this question. And I right. promised people I would get to the bottom of this. And it's really an answer. It's more, it's not as specific as the question is going to be, I know. But why has Todd not been to Texas in a while when we know there's a big fan base there and there's a lot of people, obviously, it's a very big state. Uh-huh. So what's the story with that?
4: It actually uh, has to do with promoters. It's not our decision where we tour. It has to do with when when Todd's ready to tour, he calls Eric, his manager, who calls the agent, and the agent makes calls out to the U.S., to different areas, and it, some club owners or promoters will say yes, and some will say no. So really the only way to get him to your area is to have a promoter or a club owner. Usually, it's a promoter um, to have the fans say we want him here, and here's how many people want him.
3: So I take it really it,
4: is. If am not
3: being too nosy, I mean, they. I would assume that what happens is they're 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 asking the promoter to guarantee them a certain amount of money. So the promoter says, okay, I would need X amount of people in order to make that money uh, to justify bringing them in. Is that how it works, or do they? Yes. Okay. All right, very good. Well, I can um, assure you there's enough people in Texas to do that. They just need somebody to find a place they want him and start hounding that promoter. And that would be mm-hmm. true of any place, I take it, not just Texas, right?
4: It's, yes, it's any place, any place where they think he can still sell tickets.
3: So there's something wrong with those promoters in Texas. If you can have him in Vegas and Eugene, Oregon, of all places, you can't get him in Texas, And there's some uh, not-too-right <laughs> yeah, but... promoters out of there.
4: But all my cousins are in Eugene and Portland, so they know they can sell tickets there. Oh, uh, there you go. <laughs> family affair.
3: Family values.
4: Yeah.
3: Family affair. Excellent. Okay. Well, we got some more calls. We got somebody, again, uh, 847, which is Chicago, I believe. Am I right? 847? Yes. You with me? Yes. Who is it? Hi, Doug. Hey. Who am I speaking to? Can you hear me? Yeah. We hear
1: you. Yeah. Oh, hi, because I was talking last time. That was me at 847. It's Rockwell-O. Hey, welcome back. How are you doing? Great show. Michelle, I just want to say how nice you are. Um, okay. I wrote you an email a while back about your amazing performance, your Gilbert and Sullivan performance. Oh, thanks. And you wrote me right back, what, within a minute. I oh. can't tell you how exciting it is to be doing boring work and you get your AOL go You've got mail, and it says <laughs> Michelle Rudgren. that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool. really exciting. You're so nice.
4: Well, I'm yeah. on this end going, oh, good, I could stop the accounting and email. Oh, <laughs> well, that's
1: good. Um, you have an amazing voice, and your husband has the best voice in rock. I'd like to uh. know if we'll ever hear a duet and if Rebop has a great singing voice. He does.
4: Oh, he has a great, great, great voice. Well, first I'll answer the other one. Um, I don't think you'll ever hear a duet. He's, you know, as, he's as opposed to nepotism as he was married. So maybe in another 20 years I'll be able to do a duet. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think he would do that. He, I know he didn't want to be thought of as, you know, Stephen Eadie. He said that to me once. Um, when he was picking who would sing the solo on um, on the Up Against It tune, Shandy did in our second wind tour. And he said, uh, I just need to tell you, I'm mean, going to ask Shandy to do the solo. I just don't want anybody to think it has, the song has implications about our relationship, oh. or I don't want to be known as Stephen Edie. Okay, <laughs> That's like, uh, so funny.
1: He's we're looking to forward to having Shandy
3: on here in a couple of weeks, too, on the show. Oh. And, yeah, talk about
1: a great voice. And one quick last question about rebop how did you come up with his name todd did he he's named all the boys you know and you know
4: all the r's rex randy rebop and uh he was doing a commercial with vince welnick the two of them worked on some commercial i think it was for nike a long long time ago and um rebop was a term that came before bebop oh and um so they were you know he and vince were singing, ribop, ribop, ribop. you know, it, it sounded really fun and goofy, and even before Rebop was conceived, he said, and we're going to name our child Rebop, I'm like, what? And he said, yeah, <laughs> and I funny. said, well, what does that mean? He said, catch you on the rebound, I'm like, what? <laughs> but boy or girl, it was going to be Rebop, my father, was, who's a, a retired state policeman, was so mad at us, he's like... Am I gonna have to come down there and kick some sense into you two? You can't name him Rebop and I said, Don't worry, Dad, we're gonna use, you know, my last name. Your name, Gray, is his middle name. You can call him Gray. And then the first time my dad held and of course my dad was I'm not calling him that name, I'm calling him Gray. First time my dad held him, he looks and he goes, By God, he is a Rebop. That's uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> funny. Thank That's you so good much, Rockwell. you else. calling those for some really good. Okay, points. great show. Hey, thanks, thank Rockwell. And yeah, I
1: go, I'm crossing my fingers about Reebok's voice because he loves to Oh uh, well, then, then there's legs. hope for my little daughter to have a rock idol to listen. I to. hope. I hope. <laughs> thanks, okay. Rockwell. Thank you. Bye. Yeah. I love. Tell your daughter to check out our show
3: next
4: week with Alec. That guy's got a. Oh yeah! Help. In fact, <laughs> you mentioned that you saw Reebok's email to Alec. Mm. Well, you and I, Doug and I did a test online to make sure that, like, my Apple phone sounded good or did, did the home phone sound better. And, and uh, at the end of the test, he played Alec's song, but he didn't tell me that. And I'm listening to it thinking, I've never heard this Todd song before. This is freaky. I, how ca- I've never heard this song before. It wasn't until halfway through that I realized it wasn't him. So I ran down to Rebop's room. and I said, listen to this song. And he goes, oh, yeah, I know that guy. We email each other. <laughs> and, he, and I was like, oh, my God, that guy sounds like, you know, maybe he's related. So yeah, Rebop fired up an email asking him if he wanted a DNA test to see if he was a, his brother. His <laughs> <laughs> long-lost
3: brother, yeah. He, maybe we
4: should talk to his mom. <laughs>
3: he's clearly influenced by Todd. Todd fans are going to appreciate it when they hear it. We'll be playing some next week. And I've got some surprises in store for you you do not want to miss. So be sure to check that out. Then Speaking of your last name, I was curious, your background, you've done so much in the entertainment business. A lot of times Mm -hmm. when people do that, they don't want to give up their last name. Did you ever consider doing a slash, gray slash run grant or keeping your last name? No,
4: because I I actually changed it. um, Oh, this is going to be girly again, but I changed it before we moved. Um, When Reebok was born and we were going to move to Hawaii, I knew I was giving up. I was sort of giving up who I used to be. I was giving up Michelle Gray, and I was becoming the matriarch of a clan. And um, I rewarded myself with a name change. The the boys actually asked me, you know, how come your name's not the same as ours? And so uh, Rex and Randy went to court with me, and we we switched it to Rundgren.
3: So you did that. When exactly did you do that?
4: I did it right before we moved to Hawaii and it was a symbol of me giving up my old self and becoming, you know, the the mother of the clan. Right. So y'all you had know. been married for a while or No, we had we hadn't been married at all. Okay. Nope, I did it. I changed I got to legally change my name before we were married.
3: Wow, okay, that's interesting. Was that difficult to do? No. As far as it, process, you, legal process
4: and all that? No, so you just have to prove that, you know, I had to just prove that it was okay with Todd with a, like a notarized statement and, you know, say why and the judge decides and based on, you know, merit. And it, it meant a lot to me because I, I really knew moving here that I would no longer be an entertainer and I wouldn't be who I was. I was now, my focus was on raising the kids.
3: Well, I, I wasn't that Tuesday. happy about it. But. I <laughs> hate the <break> news, <laughs> but you're still an entertainer. <laughs> I know you're still you're doing the laundry and raising kids, but you still do a little entertaining. I've seen the yeah, video. Tr-
4: I try, thanks. <laughs> i
3: the video. You're doing a good job. Yeah, and you're entertaining a lot of people tonight. I know, listen to this show. We're so. having a great time. I've got a, a couple other people want wanted to get in and talk to you, so I'm going to try that here with 317. Where are you calling from? Who is this?
8: Uh, this is J.D. Martin calling.
5: J.D. Hi,
3: J.D. Hello, hi.
8: Hey, Hi. Um, unfortunately I missed the first part of the show So I hope I'm not asking stuff that's already been asked But uh, <laughs> Michelle, thanks for being on the show Doug, you're doing oh, a great sure. job Hey, um, one of my very favorite albums is the Nearly Human album And I, there's one song on there that to me just is different than all the rest And I, it's the cover of the Elvis Costello song, Two Little Hitlers Two Little Do you Hitlers any, Yeah, what was, what's the, why is that on there? It just doesn't seem to fit to me
4: I, I agree, but I've never asked him. I know okay. he, I know he was an Elvis Costello fan.
8: Oh, me too. <laughs>
4: and uh, and I know that he and Vince were talking about accordions one day. And Vince was Vince Welnick from the tube. And Vince said, I play accordion." He goes, no way. I've always wanted to do this song with an accordion or something like that. As, as Todd will tell you, uh-huh. I paraphrase everything because I can never remember exactly what okay. happened. Okay. <laughs> and i I don't know you'd have to ask Todd that I, well I haven't had the balls to ask him because I wanted to make I would never want the answer of, "Oh, I was talking about the fight you and I had last year. no <laughs> okay, you know,
3: JD, one other JD, nobody asked that question, but we did find out that Michelle is a little scared to ask him anymore she 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 made that mistake one time of asking him about a
4: song, and that was the end of that. <laughs> oh, okay,
3: <laughs> so all right I'm, well we...
4: I'm, a, you know, I'm a good rock wife. I do not ask questions you don't ask questions.
8: Yeah. Oh, I understand. Okay, well, here's one other thing. I um, noticed in, uh, I've taken some photos of Todd at concerts, and I noticed on one of them he's got a a tattooed wedding ring type thing on his hand. We yeah,
4: yeah. we we talked about that. We he down got down that right? on our wedding. Oh, you
8: already talked no, about I mean, that. You did. That's
4: okay. It says my name, and he got it on our wedding day.
8: Oh, so that's what he said. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, there's a great yeah, story. When you
3: cool. listen to the archive, you'll get to hear all that. That's, that's a good <laughs> Yeah.
8: Well, I just want to tell you how much I enjoyed uh, all y- your contributions to Todd's music, and I look forward to uh, more in the future.
3: Oh, I so. hope so. I hope so.
8: Okay. Well, hey,
3: JD, uh, I'm glad you finally got on and you were able to you're able to pick up the show, and I appreciate you giving us a call.
8: Oh, I, I'm enjoying this quite a bit. So, uh, good night, and thanks, Michelle and Doug.
4: Aloha, J.D.
8: Bye, bye. Mm-hmm.
4: All right.
3: Excellent. excellent. Yeah, he's gonna love that uh, part about the ring. We got we got we got that all figured out on the ring. <laughs> Everybody yeah. was curious, you know. We we were able to figure out that it did say Michelle. You gotta gotta have a close up shot. All right, we got yeah. another caller here from seven seven five. I have no idea where that is. Seven seven five. Where you calling from?
0: Hey, that's me. I'm in Reno, Nevada. Reno, Nevada.
4: I lived in Reno for about a couple months. I was the shortest showgirl in Reno. A <laughs> of <laughs> uh,
0: uh, 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 great distinction. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. actually, I um, just wanted to, uh, well, first of all, it's, it's it's great to finally, well, maybe not meet you, but talk to you. <laughs> I, I, What's I, your name? I, I'm Sean, Sean Damon, just Hi, Sean. Hi, I'm, I'm Sean from the TRC.
3: Cool. Oh. S-H-A-U-N, right?
0: Yeah. Sean
3: just wrote a new song and put it up there for us to listen to as well. Oh, hey. cool. I'll
0: check it out. Yeah. A free plug. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the question I wanted to ask you is uh, kind of about. Uh, Todd's been spending like a lot of time on the road lately, and is is that kind of copacetic with with where you want to be, or is there plans like after you know to get a studio together in Hawaii and maybe spend more time at home, or?
4: Um, I know that he loves being in Hawaii, but he's just chosen to build his dream house, and so um, I, I think it's probably lucky for the fans that he decided to do that. And now he's going to have to tour till he's ninety. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and he's cool with that. Yeah, I mean, I think he would love to be to be home, but uh, he doesn't like the traveling.
6: Yeah. but
4: but it's it's uh, you know it's worth it for those two and a half hours at night when. You know, you get to... Being on stage is just unworldly. It's so cool.
0: Absolutely. And I know know from the few Todd shows I've been to, it's always... It's a love fest.
4: Yes, exactly. Yeah. What is it about Um,
0: traveling doesn't like?
4: Oh, you know, it's pretty difficult. It's easier to travel on a tour bus than it is, you know, a plane. But it's, uh, you know, you go and you're in a hotel and then the Internet doesn't work and you can't get any food past 11 and then... Somebody's knocking on your door to change your linens and you're still trying to sleep. Then you got to get up early and mm, get yeah. in the lobby and pay for your stuff. And It's not home. You don't have – it's something different every day. I love it, but yeah. most people don't like it. I, yeah, love, it because, go I, say, I love it because – Good. ahead. Nothing romantic about like, it. Yeah. Yeah. I think as a mom, I think every mom would love to be on the road because if I want money, I go to Mary Lou's room, the road manager, and get money. If I want my bed made, I leave my room. I want some food, I pick up the phone. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a mom's dream. <laughs> yeah, there are some
3: benefits. Yeah. I know you well, don't feel yeah. this way, Michelle, but uh, I looked at the, the schedule, you know, that I, uh, of course, ran across at the start of the show, and it's for Todd fans, it's not that long. It's a brief month, not even a whole uh-huh. month. So for us, it's not not that much time, but I know for y'all as a family, it's probably pretty tough.
4: But we're used to it. It's um It's been... Our our whole life. I mean, our our kids are used to that. Dad is gone, and if you know, and he comes home for a certain amount of time, and if we miss him, we go see him. So they're they're really used to that.
0: Yeah.
4: In fact, okay. when Rex was interviewed for the the mud the his baseball job with the Marlins, and put, they do psychological tests and all that, and part of it was, hey, do you think you could handle the rigors? of being in a bus, going from city to city, eating at Denny's, staying in Holiday Inns, and never seeing home. He goes, hey, you just described my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay All right.
3: Sean, you got any more questions or want to
0: say anything? One, one quick one, e- even though from what I understand, you don't ask many questions of, about this, but do you know anything about uh, the, the upcoming CD, the Arena so, Rock the, album, yeah, the Arena Rock CD. I asked Todd about it. I met him in, I think it was Santa Rosa,
4: when uh-huh.
0: cars pulled through, and he was cryptic at best.
4: <laughs> yes, I, I do, I know about it. And just as if I were standing, you know, in a courtroom on the stand, I am not required to testify against my husband. <laughs> <laughs> Good girl. <laughs> But I am really excited about it. Really
1: excited. Have you got to hear? Some I'm excited
4: of for him. I, okay. um, he hasn't recorded anything, but um, it's great to to be in my house because late, our hours are different. He stays up later than the whole family, so that he can you know write. And I hear him just playing the guitar without recording anything. He, that's how he starts. He just yeah. sits, watches TV, and starts playing. And so I'm hearing little bits. I, I'm excited for him. I, I think it's going to be really cool.
0: Oh, all Todd fans just no. You know, I mean, I told him that the coolest thing about being a Todd fan is that the greatest thing is what's right around the corner.
4: Yeah. Like what's happen- what's <laughs> happening
0: next? Because you don't, you never know what it is. You, you just know it's going to be a really cool surprise.
3: Being a Todd fan is like a yeah, box of chocolates. Yeah.
4: yeah. Know what
3: you're going to get.
0: Yep. <laughs> yeah.
4: I'm actually really surprised that he leaked out that it was going to be a big arena rock record. I thought that was that was pretty good for him to leak that. That was much. in the lo-
0: that was in the local press here back when yeah. they, the car, the new cars did the Reno show here. And oh yeah, he surprised. I was surprised yeah.
4: too. Yeah, he's saying it and like, "Whoa, you're telling everybody, okay." Well,
3: he has said that he's hoping to have it out in spring, so hopefully that's true.
4: Yes, that. And you know, I I, I just was blown away by the liar's tour. Liv helped him pick out some um, outfits and I hadn't seen any shows or or sound check or anything. I just showed up and when he walked up in those big tall boots and that cape, I was like, oh my God, he's a rock star.
3: There you go. I'm going to put in another shameless plug for this book because there's actually this uh, cookbook because there's a picture of all the guys in their outfits autographed. Oh, cool. And you can actually send in a form. And, and win these. Todd and, and the gang, uh, Prairie, uh, Jesse, let's see, Jesse, chasm Prairie, they all signed it, and it, they're all in their outfits. It really is a sharp looking picture.
4: And, I uh, love that, those uh, outfits.
3: That's a great CD, their album. I don't even know what to call them anymore. LP, album, CD, cassette, eight I record. know.
4: What do we album. call them? Yeah, album, I guess. Yeah.
3: Just still call them album. We'll pretend. I'm a
4: DJ who can't stop saying record.
3: Record. <laughs>
4: yeah.
3: <laughs> that's another one. There'll be something mm-hmm. new down the road. We'll be calling them something new. Yeah. That's <laughs> all good. All right, Sean, you got anything else for us?
0: That's it. Thanks, Michelle.
3: Hey, man, I, I appreciate Sean. Everybody check out Sean's song on TR Connection yeah, Forum.
0: Yeah, go listen to it. Go listen. I'm, okay. I'm an unknown quantity.
3: <laughs> cool. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Now, we, we, uh, I hope you're not you're not getting worn out of questions, are you? No, you're, still nah, you're kidding. Uh,
4: that's... That's one thing every once in a while I turn around in the car or something. I go, I should stop talking now, huh? No, no, we want to hear
3: you talk. You get get tired of You just let me know. I'm (laughs) going to keep it. I've got a couple, actually, that I got by email. And these are from people, I know at least one of them is from somebody in the U.K., and that, of course, will come across in the question. And then there's another one I'm sure somebody just couldn't make the show tonight, maybe. But uh, let's start with the U.K., because that is from Laura, who designed the, the MySpace website for us. MySpace.com slash Rungren Radio. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what this is. I'm going to assume, I don't speak Hawaiian, but I'm assuming that's what this is. And I'm to, I may butcher this. But she says, uh, Kumusta Ka, Michelle. Uh oh. Right? K-U-M-U-S-T-A <laughs> space K-A.
4: Kumu is a teacher. So let's see, I don't know what the rest is. She's going to have to translate for us. Got to know figure I can not know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: All right. She says, uh, thanks for dropping by MySpace. And that you mentioned Todd may be coming to the UK in 2008, and that you'd come to sing along. And oh, I would love. If you to. have any more news to share with UK listeners, please. And she says, Good luck with the laundry.
4: Oh, thanks. I know I hate laundry, it's so piled up. I don't, you know, it's because it's not football season. Suddenly, I mean, any second now, I'm going to be able to fold all my laundry because that's what I do. I fold laundry during football. And when the, when football season ends, then Reba and Todd they have to go to the laundry room and find it. So, <laughs> it just doesn't happen. But I don't have any firm information on the UK. I just know, and have such high hopes for Todd's arena arena rock record. I just can't imagine that he wouldn't tour the world. I just so that's why I, I told her. You know, cross your fingers for two thousand eight. I just, he, you know, England's a great place to play. So, and I like going there.
3: Yeah, he hates travel nuts. And, you know, it's, it's tough to yeah, go overseas, but, but it's worth. But it. But
4: there are some really cool places that we oh. love to visit when we're over there, like um, Montreux and Venice. Oh, it's so well, he probably uh,
3: doesn't hate traveling as much as if you're if you're with him. Um.
4: Yeah, I, I think it is a little easier on him when the easier on him when the family's with him. So, yeah, because there's there's more to do, more distractions. I mean, he still walks 10 feet ahead of us, you know, but that's all right. (laughs) Yeah,
3: there's nothing like a good Italian meal over in Italy, is there?
4: Ah, A little cappuccino in the morning. Mm. It's
3: great, great. I
4: know. We thought about, like, you know, have you ever done the, the five places you would love to live in the world? And Venice is one of them for us. We would love that. Have you been to Florence? Yes, I have, and uh, I had rebop in a stroller then, and <laughs> it was hell. <laughs>
3: <laughs> not the greatest memories on that trip. Well, yeah, not of,
1: built for babies.
3: Yeah, speaking of other places, uh, I had a question also, and more comments too, from somebody actually over in France. So you got you got fans everywhere. This is from H. M. Dot from TR Connection, and mm-hmm. the first thing you wanted me to let you know is that for the last ten years there's been a TRCD, in each and every rock album guy that's been released over in France.
5: Cool.
6: And,
3: uh, so, that's good. Um but he was curious, you probably I don't know if you know this and it might not be something that's public knowledge, but he wanted to know if you knew anything about the liar sales figures, how good Liars did.
4: I don't. I never know about the business part. I, you know, when I was in the tubes and I used to know all that stuff and but it's uh it's important I think it's important to him that I don't know any of that stuff. Gotcha. That I and I, he doesn't either. He doesn't pay attention to that at all. He doesn't like to talk about money. He doesn't like to know about it. He he's all about his art and and living life.
3: Well, we're certainly glad he did that CD, regardless of what the sales were. Or we're not. It's a great one, and everybody definitely loves that one. And I'm sure the Arena Rock album will be as good as Liars.
4: Oh, I, oh, yeah, I, Oh, and I loved liars. <laughs> okay.
3: I got another question from email. This is from G. Nordenstam, Gary. He actually called the show last week. But he has a question for you. This might be kind of tough. Sometimes, he says, Michelle, you sometimes post information on your Myri. Mm-hmm. Of course, we haven't even mentioned your website. It's michellerundgren.com, and you can go 1L or you can go 2L, and both of them will get you there.
4: The correct is 1L, but That's both right. get us. Yeah, both work.
3: MichelleRungren.com. So you post information on your diary, which is your uh, diary journal, that blog that you put on that site that I mm-hmm. doubt Todd would ever share in a public form. How do the two of you reconcile your different views on sharing private information?
4: Well, because if I think if you read closely, I don't. I try not to divulge personal information about him. I try to divulge personal information about me, and. A lot of, and he, I have his blessing. A lot of times he'll you know, even say something like, oh, you've got to put that in your comedy routine or you've got to write about that. So um, I think, I don't think I've crossed the line. And uh, I am a very, very open, open person. He's a really private person and he knows that about me. So I think that's also why quite often I refer to him as some other person. When, when he's working on the house, He's Frank Lloyd Wright when he's you know off on tour. He's Frank Sinatra. It's not uh, that that's how I I sort of make fun of that. But I try never to say Todd did this. Todd said that. Um, it's mostly my life. And to tell you the truth, I get um, uh, most of my emails are from other mothers who find comfort and solace and camaraderie. With somebody who wants to wants to drop everything and run off and create and sing and dance, and, but our, our jobs, our most important job is to raise our family and the mundane things that go into that. And so a lot of a lot of my stuff is about being a, a mom. So, right. he, yeah,
1: I don't think he reads it, but
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I guess this means that Chuck's not going to get the dirt he's been looking for for the. Hour and a half, he's been listening to the
4: show. <laughs> <laughs> I certainly think there there's a little bit of insight to our family, but um, I, I think I'm respectful and, like I said, he he supports me doing that. Anything that doesn't lose money, and um, I think he he trusts me too. And besides, I've been kind of surprised at some of the stories he told me to say or use in my comedy routine. I've I'm, I'm that really <laughs> so. Yeah, I think I think we're cool. He still likes
3: me. Well, we've got about 13 minutes left, and I'm afraid to take another bio break because I don't want to miss out on some good stuff. I got a few more things I want to ask you. Unless you feel like you need to take a break, can we keep going? No, I'm
6: cool.
3: Because I got plenty of good songs I can play. (laughs) If you're good, I'm gonna play here, and uh, I would like for you to um, hang tight because I want you to hear both clips for any comments. I know you're going to want to jump all over this one, but uh, I've got two, so let me play those. Here goes the first one. This is from you.
4: Women are evil. I actually teach my sons this. Now, a lot of you guys can argue with me, but if you
1: really think about it, this is true. If I tell them this. You ask
4: my 10-year-old, my always 11. Ask my 11-year-old, my 22-year-old, my 12-year-old. Women are evil. Men
5: are stupid. This is a bad
3: combination. <laughs> All right, that's Michelle. Obviously, you can hear that clip on her website. So I'm going to play clip number two here. So everybody, see if you notice anything interesting about this clip here. Oh, here we
5: go again.
3: <laughs> oh. All right, somebody <laughs> stole from somebody, and I'm going to get to the bottom of this today.
4: <laughs> he plagiarized me.
3: He did. It was, oh, he's the guilty one, huh?
4: Yeah, I, I wrote, well, it it came, the comedy routine came out of discussions of, you know, we have boys, and they date girls, and all the things that can go wrong, and that, and, uh, you know, remember, everything in our house is, is tongue-in-cheek. It's not, we weren't saying, women are evil. It's a comedy routine. Um, you know, I don't walk around going, men are stupid, but it's a comedy routine. So on our anniversary one night, I came home, and I, I thought I was telling him something funny, and he thought I was serious. I told him, which was truthful, that many people around the community wanted me to run for public office to, to replace Patsy Mink. He thought I wanted to do it, and he got really mad. Remember I said we fight every year and a half? This was our year and a half fight, and it was on our anniversary. And it was, it was, yeah, we actually even, we didn't yell at each other, but voices were a little tense. And then, so before he went to bed, he went on my computer, and he wrote the, the same lyrics that I had used in my comedy routine, women are evil, men are stupid, happy anniversary. And then he turned it into a song later. So, a very funny yeah. song, by the way. <laughs> so, that's where that went. It was, it's was been a kind of a family conversation when you're raising boys. <laughs> you just had an anniversary
3: two months ago or a month ago or so? Uh,
4: yeah, it's on his birthday. Yep. Yeah. So next next year, even though we've been together 20-some years, next year will be our his 60th and our 10th.
3: Shall I do anything special that you know of yet? Big plan? Are, are Big
4: plan? we... Are we doing anything special next year?
3: Yeah, for your Big Ten.
4: Oh, probably. I'll I'll let him divulge that. Uh, th- that's one of those things that uh, our last our last email. That's one of those things. That, yeah, if I decided to say anything that personal, yeah, I'd probably get in trouble.
3: It's <laughs> it's it, it, it gets hard to come up with stuff when you've been you know done as much as you, you you've done. It's
4: probably hard yeah. to be creative.
3: It's like, well, I can't take you to Hawaii. Right we're here. <laughs>
4: Yeah, he's going to take me to Hawaii.
3: (laughs) Maybe I'll I'll fold the clothes, you know, today and break the routine. We'll do something.
4: Actually, that is usually what he does on on my birthday or something special is he makes me dinner because he's a great, great cook, really amazing.
3: Uh, But he doesn't do it very often. He's got a recipe or a couple of them, actually, in the Give Them Love, Give Them Bread book, as as do you, the
4: shrimp. Yeah, and I think we should come clean on one of them, the uh, Hawaiian shrimp. We actually learned from Melanie McBee, who became a real chef. Now, Melanie McBee was one of the dancers on the pod tour, mm-hmm. and she became a chef. She was here in Hawaii. I was filming a comedy cooking show that I wrote, and I wrote it for her. So she made us dinner one night and made us that, and we've been making it ever since. So,
3: well, let me original, ask you this, yeah. because the in this book, there's a picture of Todd on the cover of Vegetarian Times, and his recipe is a chicken recipe.
4: <laughs> so is
3: he a vegetarian or was he a vegetarian? What's his story? What is He
4: He eat? used to be a vegetarian. Okay. That's why he was so skinny, I think. Well, he although is, Reebok's that skinny and he's not a vegetarian. Yeah. But, yes, he used to be and, and he is no longer. He told me just one day he he missed ribs and hot dogs. Gotcha.
3: <laughs> so what do you think about your, have you seen the art in there, The from uh, uh, in there where you are drinking Victorian tea, Mark Griffiths? Uh, oh
4: yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: cool. And, I gotta go
4: look through that again. You're mentioning things that are like taking me back. I'm gonna have to check it out again.
3: It's a, it's a. I mean, I instantly recognized that that was supposed to be you. It's a very cute drawing uh, from, of course, the words are from the song "Cold Morning Light." But uh, it's, it's a great book. It's got, you know, drinks in it, non alcoholic and alcoholic, of course. Um, fruit, diet dishes, you name it, it's in here. So, and I know mm-hmm. the project was for a good cause. I know they were using it to. The money they received from it, they were uh, giving people free patronet
4: subscriptions.
3: Uh, oh, cool. Subscriptions. Yeah, it was a great deal. Wow. So, very nice. Um, let's see. We have still got a few minutes. we got seven minutes. And this is the part I've really been looking forward to because I want to find out a lot about uh, some of the songs and music from Todd that you like. And so I definitely want to know what your favorite Todd song is and your favorite album. So well, I think
4: my I think I've said that. that it's, uh, My favorite song is um, Hawking, I'm Nearly Human. But I'd have to say for love songs, Mated. And he, he wrote that for Bean. And I think that's one of the most beautiful love songs I've ever heard. It, Mated is just ethereal. It's absolutely beautiful.
3: Do you like the original version or the With a Twist version better?
4: Well, I know you like the With a Twist I sure version, do. right?
3: I <laughs> do. I love it
4: yeah i I guess I like the original version because I heard it first when we were touring together Utopia and the Tubes and I heard it on stage like Wow, I mean, just even the first guitar notes, the sound he got just that immediately sent me, and i just thought wow that's that's got to be the greatest love song
3: It's a great one, no doubt i i really i like both versions of course, but with the twist <laughs> that's that's the best song I think on that c d you're I don't twisted, think it won. Doug, you know. Yeah, we had a little contest on TR Connection about the best song from each album, and I don't think that one won. I think it was, I believe, well, Influenza maybe, but anyway, I like that song a lot.
4: <laughs> so your yeah. your
3: favorite album would be what? Nearly Human. So your just, favorite song and your favorite album are all the same, Nearly Human.
4: Yeah, I mean, just for the involvement I had in it, and there's one song, I mean, I still find surprises. I'd, I'd already recorded the whole record with Todd, and because I was production manager, I'm typing the lyrics to send out to um for the liner notes. And when you sing background vocals, you're not paying you're you're paying attention to your part, not not his part, not his lyrics, only only the notes. And so I'm typing the lyrics and I ran across the one where he's talking about um well rebop wasn't born yet. So he's talking about Rex and Randy, Rex and Randy. And uh, you know, I I watched the young ones coming and it's on their legs I'm running. I burst out crying just typing. In fact, I'm getting like choked up just thinking about it right now. It's it's just filled with such little personal, beautiful surprises. So yeah, definitely my favorite record.
3: Well, that is definitely a good one to pick. I can't argue with you on that. There's, of course, I like them all. <laughs> Nearly Human is is one of. Well, I, I hate to even say there's I got a favorite. It's just it's a great one though. No, no Aren't we supposed
4: it. to say the next one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: I, like oh, I want more.
4: Yeah. <laughs>
3: Believe it or not even though there's 20 plus I still want more. <laughs> so, all right. Well, I got two more songs I want to ask you about. One of them is uh, Fix Your Gaze. Mhm. You mentioned to me at one point that that was one of your uh favorite songs as well or you have a story for that song?
4: Well, just just that um it was it was written at at a fun time when we were we just barely Known each other, and um, I didn't like Todd when he produced our record, the Tubes record. We just had no no connection whatsoever. I didn't like him. We would all take bets on when he'd change his socks in the studio. Just it was, and when we toured Tubes in Utopia, we were you know we just didn't like each other. And when we finally got together one night, out sort of out of um, gosh, I guess you can cuss on the internet, but who wants to? Just out of a almost
5: uh, yeah. <laughs>
4: passion breathes out of hatred, and, <laughs> and then I realized, oh, maybe it's not so bad. So I started watching every Utopia song before we went on from the wings. I would sit on the road cases, and it got and I learned a little more about him through his music. I was not familiar with any of his music other than Hello, It's Me from junior high, and I didn't even know it was Todd, Todd's song. My radio station never said who wrote it. It was my favorite song in junior high. So that that song came out of me. Uh, I don't think the audience could see me because I was sort of behind the speaker stack, sitting on road cases, watching his show, and you know falling in love a little more and more every every show.
3: Excellent. There's another really good song on Nearly Human that I know you like, Can't Stop Running.
4: Yeah, yeah. I just mentioned it. and I think for that for that very reason is that um, he originally wrote it for the Olympics. And they, they were asking people to write songs for, I can't even remember what year that Olympics was, but it was a great song, and so he wanted to use it on his record. And he, and he didn't change any lyrics, I don't think. But it is because it, at the end it's so, uh, it, it's, uh, he wrote something so personal that, you know, I'm getting older, but it's okay because I, see I'm getting all choked up about it. I'm carrying on through my children. I love that part.
5: <laughs>
6: hey we
4: only have a couple minutes left I guess I better tell everybody about our um, we're going to rent our Princeville house out to Todd fans exclusively no one else can see it unless you go to my site we'll put it on patronet when Patronet's working but uh, after the show if you go to michellerundgren.com you can check it out now the photos are going to change because we'll take some of the things with us to the new house but uh, it's we're going to keep everything that we can in it in fact, we're dragging out more memorabilia, like people paint things and make things for us, but, you know, you don't want to look at yourself all the time, but we're going to drag them out a little more.
3: All right, so full details and pictures will be up here in about two minutes on MichelleRungren.com. <laughs> Michelle, I really appreciate it. I hope you'll do it again with us sometimes. I know it's been a long couple of hours, but you've been fantastic. I know everybody was thrilled to talk to you and listen to your stories and
4: so oh, this much is more fun, we talk Doug. about. I just want to thank all all of uh, everybody listening and all the fans. Um, just it it really we really do recognize that uh, we live in a special place and and are able to do this be- because of you guys. I know you're getting something out of Todd's music, but we're we're getting just as much back. And and my whole family is very appreciative. So thank you, Mahalo Nui Loa.
3: Thanks so much, Michelle. I really appreciate you being on the show. <laughs> I hope you'll do it again. Sure. And we'll keep listening and we'll keep going to shows. I can promise you that.
4: A Aloha. Aloha.
3: All right, everybody, that's a wrap. This is the second Rundgrenradio.com show. We are finishing up here. I hope you enjoyed listening to Michelle Rundgren. It was a great show in my personal opinion. And we'll be back next week on the 12th at 7 o'clock Central Time with Alec Razor, a great musician that you definitely want to hear if you like Todd. So check it out. Everybody, appreciate you listening tonight.
0: Shano. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com.
4: It's my little
7: escape.
0: Now Judy's the life of the party.
7: Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon.
0: Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs>